tell me about the single. Can't keep waiting. Tell me how it came to be and the writing process and things like that. Um, so I started writing Can't Keep Waiting in New York. I was on um, the New York study tour uh, for RMIT. I did a degree at RMIT and um, that was one of the units that I was lucky enough to, to choose. Um, and I had my tenor ukulele with me um, as the only kind of writing tool that I had. Um, yep. And I just, I'd actually just joined um, what... It wasn't at that stage, but it was soon to become the iHeart songwriting um, platform. It's a Brisbane-based... Um, uh, she's a singer-songwriter and entrepreneur, I guess, and she, um, Francesca... No, I'm going to say her last name incorrectly. Devalance, De I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, yeah, she started that. So I just started this group and um, we had the theme word waiting. Um, maybe it was waiting. It was, it was one of the theme words. <laughs> and, um, and an hour to write a song. And so I started the song there and wrote the, the first two verses and, and chorus. Um, and then I sent that demo to Hans um, and he loved it and was like, let's work on this song. So he actually processed all of the the ukulele parts and turned them into, into like a synth part um, and built up a track. And then it took about two years for us to actually finish the song. Um, the whole second section of the song was actually written two years later after I finished my degree. I went to the Blue Mountains um, and turned off my phone for five days and um, just wrote a whole bunch of music. Um, And it was during that trip that I kind of came up with how the song ended. Um, And, yeah, I went went straight from there into the studio with Hans and and we kind of wrote the... The final section and, and recorded all of the parts um, and then I actually recorded the lead vocals for that song I think nearly three times to get the right performance um, so yeah it's been a, a an incredible journey <clears throat> um, you, you mentioned writing you know, some in New York and some back here do mm. you find that if you write in different locations a different style of song comes well, I don't know if it's necessarily the location. Um, generally, it's probably the instrument that I'm working, that I'm writing on, um, tends to dictate the kind of style I write for the three different projects. Um, so Parker is my kind of synth pop project, and then I also write for a group called Runaway Bell, um, which is myself and Emma Anglesey um, from Tasmania, and um, and those songs are usually written on a guitar in like open D and they're kind of more country country folk pop, I guess. Um, and then I sort of write other more obscure experimental stuff. Um, and one of those songs I've actually um, done an a cappella version of with um, Lady Choir, who are based in Melbourne, who's the third group that I that I work with. So yeah, I mean, I guess when I've been travelling, I've I've written about those experiences. Um, so the content definitely is influenced, but not necessarily the style. 
Okay, and, and when you think about your influences, you know, looking <laughs> looking back at what got you into music, who are they? Mm. Well, it's embarrassing, but I, when I was really young, like probably six or seven, I was really into Mariah Carey, um, which I think is age-appropriate, you know, to mm-hmm. be into Mariah Carey then. Um, so I really, yeah, I was really inspired by um, by her. But actually, um, one of my other major influences is uh, a band called, uh, Aussie band, um, Frente. Yeah. Um, and I remember there was a song on a CD that we had that was like, Can't Beat the Music Volume 3 or something. And um, and it had the their song Ordinary Angels on it that, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you know the one? I, I, I remember it. Yeah, that you got the world for your baby. And I used to love that song and sing it and and think about being a singer. Like I always wanted to be a singer. And um, what's really awesome now is that I actually, um, Angie Hart from Frente is in Lady Choir. So I sing songs with her all the time and hang out with her and um you know, we all eat cake and drink tea together and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Like one of the people who inspired me to to become a musician, I'm now in a band with. That's amazing. Really incredible, yeah. I pinch myself every time we do this, this song together, um, we sing in unison um, for this, this kind of last verse for a cover of an Iron and Wine song that we do. And yeah, every time I sing that with her, I'm just like, Actually, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So when when you're sitting to write, do, are you like a stream of conscious, or you sit and do music first and lyrics, or you just you go with stuff, whatever's working? Um, I would say my default setting, like my like the way that I first learned to write was just um probably. I usually need to have an instrument and find a couple of chords or a little riff or or something that sparks an idea Um, and then I sort of improvise a melody along with it and then usually everything kind of comes out together. So uh, my primary writing instrument is guitar um, and I'll just let that kind of flow, um, the chords and the melody and the lyrics all kind of inter, interweave and dictate um, how something kind of comes out. So yeah, a song usually, that used to be my main way of writing, of like just writing a kind of a fully formed idea. And I wasn't very good at editing, um, but more recently I've been writing in lots of different ways. Um, in particular um, with Hans, he will send me uh, instrumental kind of ideas, sketches that he's worked on um, and I'll kind of do more of like a top-lining style um, mm-hmm. and for some of those, the he's usually named the instrumental stem with something um, and so that thematically kind of dictates where I head with a song sometimes and so I've been trying to use more tools for writing, um, writing more to character or to brief um, and that's been amazing because I think that, you know, it's great when a song comes out fully formed and that's a beautiful moment of inspiration, but 
that doesn't happen every day and to you know to be a really proficient writer I think you just like there are some days where you just have to show up to work and you need to use different tools to um to you know create something um and then yeah there's a different kind of craft in it um so I quite enjoy that because they've the songs are usually less personal but um I find really interesting and challenging so yeah great and then you've you've done the um film clip as well for can't keep waiting um what was the concept behind that and how did that all come about as well so that original concept was actually um from a video work that i made um it was my final um graduation exhibition show piece um and i've been working on some self-portraits uh, which I hadn't done through my whole degree and I'd not really been interested in, but I um, I was really unwell in the lead up to my, um, in the lead up to finishing my degree and I missed a bunch of classes and I felt really lost. And a friend of mine, Jo Lane, who's an artist who I've exhibited with recently and she's a mentor of mine, she recommended to, to do some self-portraiture mm-hmm. as, a, as a way to kind of just... Um, I don't know, go back in and, and try and rediscover what it is that I wanted to say. Um, and so I ended up, I was doing collage works and then um, a friend of mine was doing a lot of body casting in the studio and I I thought, oh, it would be interesting to do a cast of my face in clay. And I'd been experimenting with creating clay forms and, and then rather than firing them, dissolving them in water. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And they look amazing. They actually, I, I did it as an accident. A, a friend of mine who is an amazing ceramicist, um, she uh, was explaining to me, she's like, oh, you know, if you haven't wedged your clay, then if you fire it, it's going to explode. And so I was like, oh, well, I haven't done that. So she said, just put it back into water and, and it'll, you know, reform and you can strain it off and use it again. I was like, okay, cool. So I put the clay into a jar on my desk in water and turned around to do some journaling and then looked at it and was just like, that looks amazing. It looks like the lost city of Atlantis is crumbling before my eyes. Um, And so that then kind of formed the basis of my, um, of, yeah, my original work, which was basically a a clay cast of my face um, uh, dissolving in water and then I put it on like a reverse loop so it was dissolving and reforming. And it was mm-hmm. this um, kind of idea about uh, how, you know, we are constantly um, kind of, I guess, in a state of change um, and always able to, to reinvent ourselves um, each day anew. And so I, yeah, I had been doing a lot of kind of contemplating and a bit of meditation and, and I felt like that it, that, that visually kind of represented this idea of of um, kind of dissolving the old self and becoming a new um, self and rebuilding. Um, and I'd, I'd gone through a really tough breakup um, a few years before and had really discovered how much you can rebuild yourself from, from an event like that. Um, 
and so yeah so it was a really it was a really powerful kind of image and and so i showed that to my friend james who's an amazing videographer and we'd been wanting to work on a video together for for years he's a um he's a technology artist who basically you know if he has a chance to use vr and his 3d printer and robot cameras um or drones then he's super happy so <laughs> Um, <laughs> his uh, his motto is how can I use technology to make art more awesome um, and yeah so I took the concept to him and he was just like let's expand this out you know instead of just a locked off shot with just your face let's do multiple body casts and let's get some you know some moving cameras and let's look at how we can scale things um, so we spent a, a good year and a half actually we did probably six months of prep work and then a year of of actual kind of development and, and shooting of, uh, yeah, 3D scanning my body and um, using VR to sculpt and then printing miniature versions of myself. I had my own, very own live-action kind of superhero little, what are they? Are they like, uh, like action, action figures? Figure? Right. Basically, yeah, like printed my own action figures. Um, and, uh, and then we cast those. Um, when we were um, making the mold, though, the, the action figures got destroyed in the making. But I'm actually pretty happy with that. I, I think it's a it's nice to not sort of like feel like you can keep anything. Um, there's something really beautiful from the clip where we we spent you know months making all of these casts and molds, and then spent two weeks melting them all in a tank of fish tank, and then tipping it all out into Jay's garden and there's nothing, there's no artifacts left <laughs> other than the film itself. Um, so, so yeah, so that was kind of how we came about it. Um, so I worked really closely with Jay on the, on the concept and the kind of storyboarding. Um, and uh, we also worked with a sculptor from Brisbane as well, um, Bryony Law, who made all of the body casts. And she also carved the, the landscapes some of the landscapes that were made from plaster. Um, and I also worked with a choreographer, actually, to help with some of the poses. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really fun collaborative project um, and a great way to kind of take a concept and realise it on a much, um, like, higher production value scale. And I guess with the amount of time writing the song, making the video... It because the video and the song now lives forever. At least you see um, all of the effort isn't going to isn't waste, wasted. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know things do live out in on the internet in perpetuity, and so I think that it's. Uh, I guess I've released music in the past, and I've always been really proud of what I do. Um, and this body of work that I've been working on, it's been a good five years of of. Um, you know, solid work on not just this song and video, but a whole collection of songs. Um, we just mixed the seventh song the other day, and I've got two more film clips in the making. Um, one of them is actually a video game, which is pretty wow. exciting. It was built in Unity, um, so it is playable if you have a super high-powered computer and can run Unity. Um, so for all the super nerds out there, it's going to be super fun. Um, uh, but yeah, I I think that um, I really wanted to to because things do last; they live for forever. 
um, in a way, so long as the internet's alive. Um, that yeah, to make something really spectacular that has challenged me and challenged the people that I'm working with um, to create some of the best work we've ever made. That's yeah, that's the ultimate. So are you hoping to do like a full-length album or an EP coming up? Um, I thought about that and I think at the moment I want to treat my music releases a little bit more like um, from a visual art perspective of creating a body of work. Um, so I am planning to re just release singles at this stage um, because I feel like if I save everything up and put it all on an album, it's going to take me another five years <laughs> to sure. make another one. So rather than do that, I'd prefer to release things gradually over the next few years. Um, and then maybe once I've released enough of a, a body of work of singles that I'd, um, I'd love to do like a limited edition vinyl release or something as a, as a, um, like a compilation or collection of songs. Um, but I, yeah, I quite like the idea of just treating each song as its own entity for now, um, just as a painter would, would paint and then once they've made enough paintings, they would have an exhibition. Sure. And are you looking to play live with this, new, like, with the new songs? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm really excited about that. I want to make sure it's a really kick-ass show. So um, I've actually just um, started collaborating with a couple of artists in... Um, uh, musicians and, and producers in Launceston. Um, we've got our first meetings um, in the weeks to come uh, to basically build the live show. Um, and I've started making video content because I want to have visuals with it. Um, so I'll be I'll be working on that. The benefits of having studied video art. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll start rehearsals in the in the new year and um, and hopefully be putting putting on some shows at some point um, in the first half of next year. Excellent. And you just completed your residency at uh, Sawtooth? Yeah. We, How did well, that go? The residency was actually in September, so that was two weeks um, residency yeah. where Joe um, jo Lane came down and we, we spent two weeks in the gallery making and responding to the site, um, collaborating on video sound and animation and, and drawings. Um, oh, and some sculptural kind of installation stuff as well. Um, and the opening was this, um, was October 4th and the, the exhibition's just closed. So um, it was amazing. We had, I was talking to the gallery director the other night and we had the largest attendance for the year through the gallery during the exhibition, um, which is awesome. And uh, we've also just been invited to put another version of the show on in Melbourne, um, at Rubicon Ari in July, end of July next year. So, um, yeah, it was such an amazing experience and I'm really excited to continue working on that body of work with Jo um, next year, which is great. Because like, I needed to be busier. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I want you to sum up for me what you want people to look at when they're listening to a song and watching the video and seeing everything that goes around it. What's sort of your final message to people that are going to take yeah. the song in? 
Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I guess the song for me is, I guess, about a specific kind of time in my life where I had been, um, I'd been not following my dreams um, and making excuses to not follow my dreams because it was really daunting and scary. And so I guess I hope that the song and the film clip somehow inspire people to, um, yeah, stop waiting to start whatever their, you know, big passion project is for their life and and to just kind of dive right in and, and get started on it. Pun intended. Yep, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it at that for tonight. Um, awesome. Thanks, Andrew. No, it's 